Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. If you are a part of our Lighthouse Church family, we would love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Church NC or online at lighthousechurchnc.org. We want to get you plugged into a connect group or on the dream team so that you are doing life together with people just like you. We hope you enjoyed today's message and stay tuned for more announcements at the end of our podcast. Genesis 29 is an amazing, amazing story of Jacob and now his wife, Leah, and his other wife named Rachel. It's a wild story. The Bible is so full of wild stories. And if you are not used to reading the Bible, I guarantee you there's stories that you, you can just be so like taken back that's in the Bible. And the other day, just a side note, I was reading the Bible with my son, and um, I, you know, there's wild stories. So I was like, whoa, that's a wild story. Skip that, skip that, skip that. <laughs> wild stories, okay? So they're in there. If you need counsel, advice, if you just need a, a reading story, there you go, reading material. It is it feel full of them. And this is a story that you might have grown up hearing, but I, when I was re- studying and rereading, I just said, wow, I didn't pick up all of this back then. It's like different seasons, you get different things from the stories. So I loved getting into this story, and I hope that you will too. So back to the story. It all starts with Jacob marrying two sisters. Yes, two sisters who also happen to be his cousins. And before we start saying, what? Okay, that was a tradition and custom at the time in his land. And he was also only obeying his father, Abraham, who told him to go to his uncle's house and take one of his daughters as his wife. Wild story, right? It already, it's already getting wild here. So the story goes on that Jacob obeys his father, Abraham, and he goes to the land of Padam Aram with his mother's brothers, Labam, Laban, and he gets married. He lives with him for a little bit, and he's, you know, doing labor and doing work, and then his uncle says, hey, you know what? I want you to work for me for pay. So at the time, Abraham, I'm sorry, Jacob had already seen Rachel. The Bible describes Rachel previously in that chapter as a beautiful woman. He go, the Bible says, describes her as having a nice figure and a lovely body, beautiful and well-favored. So Abraham had seen her. He had already fallen, I'm sorry, Jacob had already fallen in love with her. So when Laban asked, work for me, and I'll pay you, he said, well, as a matter of fact, I will. And I want your daughter, Rachel, as my payment. So Laban said, okay, you got to work for me for seven years, and then I'll give you my daughter, Rachel. So he does, and because he's in love, the Bible says the seven years seemed just like a few days because he loved her. 
Jacob was in love. So do you all remember the days that you were in love? The dating years, they go by in a bliss. I, I, I was thinking of this. I'm like, wow, I, I, I remember that. I get, I get you, Jacob. I know. I know that feeling. They go by fast. So he worked and didn't complain. And after seven years, he came knocking to Laban. And he said, hey, I want Rachel. Seven years are up. Give me what I asked. So Laban said, okay, let's gather a few men. Let's have a feast. So celebrate the marriage. And, and then they have this feast. And Laban sends Leah to the room to sleep with Jacob. Well, Jacob never notices until the morning. I know, you have questions. And as I was um, watching Mark, Mark Gunger's video, I was thinking, details are important. What is he talking about? <laughs> Look at Jacob. He missed it. How could you have missed that you have Leah and not Rachel in your bedroom? I have lots of questions. And the Bible doesn't give us those details. The Bible just says that he wakes up in the morning frantic because Leah is right there with him. Details. Jacob, what, how did you miss that? Well, in that culture, maybe there was an electricity. Maybe he had a little bit too much wine in the, the celebration. Maybe he just, you know, total dude moment. I don't know. Just saying, girls, come on. I don't know. Maybe that's what happened. But the thing is, it's done. Leah's there. You had slept together. You're married. You're done. Well, he goes to Laban. and He said, Laban, why have you betrayed me? You tricked me. You sent Leah. And so Laban says, well, you know that the law of the land says that you have to marry the oldest daughter first. Rachel is the youngest. Hello, Jacob. Details. They matter, guys. And so he said, how could you have done this to me? How do I get Rachel? So he says, you got to work for me another seven years. Are you kidding me? He says, no way. I want Rachel. I love Rachel. She's the beautiful one. The Bible describes Leah as, well... Someone with a great personality. <laughs> it's true story. It's in the Bible. He says she had no sparkle in her eye. She was tender-eyed. <laughs> she had a great personality. So, you know, he, he said, that's cool, but I want Rachel. I want Rachel, and you betrayed me. So Laban says, okay, okay, finish the week of wedding celebrations, and then I'll give you Leah. But you got to promise that you got to work for me another seven years. So Jacob says, sure, yes. You know, back to those love years, you remember? He said, yeah, sure. So he waited till the week ended, and finally, if you follow our social media, you saw that promo page of the man in the altar. That was Jacob. <laughs> that was Jacob finally receiving Rachel, at the end of that week, 
And so he got the one that he loved. But now he had two wives. Complicated. And so the story picks up from there. And what I'd like to point out is that Leah saw this. She saw rejection. She saw her dad throwing her, right, to Jacob, even though that was not something that he had asked for. She had feelings. And, and the Bible says that the Lord, we opened up our Bible, says that the Lord saw that Leah was unloved. And women, I'm here to tell you that the Lord sees you. What we need as women, what all women want, is to be noticed, men. We want to be loved. And we see that in this story. As the story picks up, we find that Leah has Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. She has four kids, four boys. And the first son named Reuben means the Lord has seen my troubles. She states, well... The Lord has opened up my womb. Rachel's barren, so she can be as cute as she wants. She ain't bringing him those babies. So she brings, she gets pregnant. She names her son Reuben. The Lord has seen my troubles. Surely now my husband will love me. It's a beautiful story because we see the need of women and Leah being being loved. She wasn't talking about intimacy because she had it. She had just gotten pregnant and had a baby. She wanted the love. She felt, she saw how Jacob loved Rachel. And that's our need. We want to be noticed. So then she has Reuben. She says, the Lord has seen my trouble. And that didn't really give her the love that she wanted from Jacob. So then she has another son. And she names him Simeon. Which means, now, this time, my husband will become attached to me. So we read that Simeon, she had another son to get his attention. I want to be noticed, Jacob. I want to be loved. Let's have, let's see if maybe another son will have it. So she goes ahead and has another son. And in our culture today, consumerism will, they profit a lot on this. They target women and they say, to be noticed, you got to wear this and you got to do that. And you, they trick us and women, today, I want you to become aware of the things we are susceptible to, to so that when you come across that, you are prepared on what to do. So Leah said, okay, no, ba no, no attention, let's have another baby. And she named him, now the Lord, now we will be attached and 
so the story goes on, and she has another son named Levi. And we see she's having babies. You're thinking, well, isn't she loved? I mean, she's with Jacob. She's intimate with him. Why is she not feeling loved? She's hearing that she's having that void of love. And men, I'm here to tell you today that in this story, we see a woman that is not loved. We see a woman in pain, in a relationship with intimacy and with children, but with no love. And we see through the scripture, we see you can read her pain. And a lot of us are going, you know, the, wanting to learn what, what is it that I have to do in my marriage to make it thrive? What is it that I have to do with my wife? How can you fix her? We'll love her. Show her. Pastor Josh spoke about it last week. He said, you know, do it anyways. Take her to the symphony. Who cares you don't want to go? Do deeds. We need to feel that love. And that is what Leah was crying out for. She said, I want to feel that love that Rachel feels, that longing, for, that longing to be together, that longing to want to be with her. I want to feel it. I don't want to just have intimacy and kids. I want to have that attachment. And so she keeps having babies, and she's not being fulfilled in, with a love. And so then Jacob... And Leah have another baby, the last, the fourth one, not the last one yet, but fourth one. And they name him Judah. And Leah said, this time I'm going to praise the Lord. And she stopped bearing. And an amazing thing happens when the first one says, you know, he's, the Lord has seen my troubles. The second one, Simeon, the Lord knows seeing that I am not loved. And Levi, surely this time I'm going to be attached to him because it's three boys. But with Judah, she didn't want attachment. She didn't want attention. She didn't want love. Now she's saying, this time I'm going to praise the Lord, the fourth one. And it almost seems like then she stopped bearing, bearing babies. Like, okay, I'm going to stop trying. And this transformation that we see in her story and this progression is a transformation that it doesn't say what happened. But what we can predict is that she's saying, okay, God, take the wheel. All right, God, I'm going to praise you anyway. I am going to praise you in this situation, and I'm going to stop seeking and forcing Jacob to love me and, for and stop just making it happen, but I'm going to praise you, and I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to be content. And that is a powerful tool you got to get in your spirit today. We got to get it in us that, you know what, God, I'm not going to force him to marry, to love me. I'm not going to force it. I'm, I'm going to help him and, you know, work together, but I'm not going to force it. And Leah, we see that she's trying to get the attention through babies and through this and that, and nothing is happening. And she is just running from pain to pain to pain, broken. 
And she just says, enough. I am going to praise him anyway. And we see the transformation. When we seek after attention in the wrong places, we are like Leah running from broken relationship to broken relationship. And the one that is broken is us, is you. Leah finally got it right after the fourth child. And she said, I'm going to run and turn my attention to the Lord. He sees me and he sees you. He notices you. And men, notice your wives. Love on her. This is a innate need in women. And when we don't feel the love, not just in words, but in deeds and in action, it is a love cycle. Because we're running for the attention, doing this and that, no love, running for the attention, doing this and that, no love, running for the attention, doing this and that, no love. And then now it's twist and turns to the story, right? And we need to focus our attention to God because God is going to then point you what you need to do to focus your attention and, so, and really make that marriage work. And Leah finally has that turn. What changed in her? What happened to her almost bitterness or desperation? She no longer wanted to try to have Jacob's attention. She had an encounter with Jesus is what we can predict. And another, um, one thing that I really like from this story as well is that Leah, when she does this, it's almost like she released it to God. And the story does not end there. The story continues on, and it's a very long story, amazing story that I hope you all continue to read. But one thing that happens is Jacob goes on. He lives a very long life, about 180 years. And when, when he does that, uh, when, he, when um, Rachel dies first, when she passes away, we see the story of these two wives all this stuff that happened, and an amazing thing is that Rachel, he buries her, and he makes a very nice place of remembrance for her, but when Leah passed away later, he then buries her with his family, his legacy, which his parents are Abraham and Rebecca, and he's burying her alongside of his lineage, the one very close thing that is to him. And what I'm here to tell you is that you got to protect your legacy because God is, he's going to bless you. You may not, you may say, I'm in pain. He doesn't love me. Give it to God. The love, yes, he's going to show you in your marriage how to receive that love. And God saw Leah. He sees you. He notices you. And he and she got to be in the lineage, to be buried in the lineage of Jacob. And that is where David came, Jesus comes out of that lineage from Leah. God sees you. It honor and perseverance is what our relationships need today. And men, your relationship won't thrive until your wife feels loved 
and sees the love. We all want to know what love is, right? We want you to show it. And so love is what all women want. We see this in this beautiful story. We want the enemy is going to come and he's going to want to, he was going to want you to hear and he's going to scream at you all the things that you need. And we see that in the story of Adam and Eve. They were in the garden, well, Eve was, and then she starts to hear, right? She starts to hear God, um, the enemy's voice saying, eat that fruit, eat that fruit, take it. She already knew the truth. She already knew what not to do. But sometimes that, that voice, that screaming voice from the enemy comes at you, and that's all you hear. You don't hear the whisper of God reminding you of what he has already placed in you. And we see that she went ahead and followed the yelling voice of the enemy. And women, if you forget the small whisper that God has placed in you, that God speaks to you, and follow the screams of the enemy, our relationships are going to be broken because we're not going to have perseverance. We're not going to have that honor for our husbands and that perseverance to foster the love that we need. And so I challenge you to follow the whisper of God in your life. God is whispering into your spirit, and I'm declaring this over your life, that he sees you. He knows your pain. In a relationship, there's going to be cycles of pain, cycles of love, and you got to persevere and talk to each other and foster that love because, men, that's what all women want. We all want to be noticed. We all want to be loved. And if you get your attention right, women, if you put it on God, if you let God move in your relationship, you are going to get your legacy right. And we see that in Leah. Her legacy was um, she ended up being the one he chooses to be in the lineage of the royal lineage he was a part of. He will direct you on what to do. All you need to do is follow God, give it to God. So this amazing story today that I wanted to share with you, it opens up by saying, now the Lord saw that Leah was loved. And he sees your need for love today. In all the relationships here, my prayer and my husband's prayer is that we foster love for each other and men that you foster love to your wives because that is what our most innate need is. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.